Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. That's right. We're the podcast explores the animated American sitcom, The Simpsons. But we don't begin at the beginning, season one. No, we pass the golden age, that's one through ten. And we start at season 11 and beyond. That beyond being the newest episode when possible. And we pick them at random when it's not possible. I am an annoyed grunt boy named Steve. And I am not very good. So I can't do this on my own. So with me, as always. I'm annoyed grunt boy, Craig. Hey, Craig, how's it going? It's going well. How about you? Been good. Um, we'll talk about The Simpsons in a second here, but uh, have you been watching or playing any uh, new TV games or video shows? <laughs> TV games? Yeah. TV games or video shows? Video Jesus TV. Christ, I cannot words. No, uh, I'm still just playing Cowboy, trying to get the 100% uh, completion on uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Very nice. Um, I am, I just started playing a game called Yakuza Zero, recommended by... Uh, another podcast featuring a person from another podcast but it, it's a, it's kind of like red dead redemption but instead of being a cowboy in the old west you're in the mob in japan in the 1980s and so you run around and then but the side missions are so weird there's one where there's a punk band who they're doing their first interview and they're not tough guys but they don't want the people to know so you have to teach them how to be tough guys when they interview them there's another one where this guy is worried that his girlfriend is a prostitute, but it turns out that it's fine because she's just uh, selling her panties to men. And then there's another one where you have to uh, talk about tax uh, sales tax huh. with an accountant who's uh, going to get beat up because the populace doesn't want to pay sales tax. <laughs> what year does this take place in? Uh, in the mid 80s. OK. And so it's fun because you save by going to a telephone booth. You can go to the video arcade and play like Space Harrier or Super Hang On. I don't know. It's just a weird it, fun so, game. So is it open world too? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to have to try that. It, I, I bought it cheap on PlayStation Store. It's a few years old. Hmm. And uh, so it's a little clunky, but it's uh, it's fun because like the main stuff is just beat them up. It's almost like an old school, like, you know, like those old games where you just walk and beat people up like Double Dragon, but made as a third person kind of Red Dead type game. So it's a lot of fun. So I recommend it. Always on the lookout for some new games, even though like when I'm playing a game, I can't do a different game. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Inter intertwine my gameplay. It's very hard. Yeah. Like I said, I'm still doing Red Dead. Like I have there's certain like challenges or not like like the hunting stuff, like to get all the outfits mm -hmm. and saddles and stuff like that. There's still like certain animals you can't access until spo spoiler, you're another character in the game. Right. Because you could go to a certain to the different part of the map. So I'm almost complete with I just need like to kill more robins. Like I need like oh. to kill like two robins birds. You sound and like I, the Joker. Yeah. I see robins out in my backyard all the time. Why can't I shoot them and insert them in my video game? Like, look, I killed a robin. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Batman jokes about because it's tedious because I just do all the hunting and which yeah. I'm pretty much done with that. But I'm doing the other challenges and it gets tedious after a while. And then I'll start playing the story a little bit. But uh, maybe I'll take your suggestion. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's worth a try. It's I think it's uh, maybe not as dense as Red Dead and like the interactions with other people is not as like interactive, but it's still a lot of fun. You know what else is a lot of fun? What's that, Craig? Drinking. <laughs> Oh, 
That's right. It's time for our favorite segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. Craig, what have you got for us this week? As on this podcast, we like to try to connect the episode to the beer. Absolutely. So I went to my local place that sells beer. I'm like, give me the finest beer from Cincinnati. Uh-huh. And uh, they said, we don't have any. Oh. I said, okay. And I decided to uh, think, uh, hmm, what's Cincinnati to you? Oh, boy. So many things. But if you were a baseball team, what would that oh. baseball team be called? Uh, the Reds. That's right. The Cincinnati Reds. So I decided I'll get a red ale. That's a very smart, simple direct thing that should be obvious but now to me it's not and yeah did you get a cincinnati chili flavored beer i looked for one do you know there are 57 breweries in cincinnati and not one of them are sold at my store yeah we pretty much only just get pacific northwest stuff here yeah mostly and and uh northern california yeah maybe utah colorado that's about it Yeah. yeah canada we get more canadian beer than we get uh cincinnati beer very true all right, so yeah, it's a red ale, but it's also from one of our local ones. I've reviewed this company before. Hopefully, I haven't reviewed this one, but it's from Pelican Brewing out uh, the good old Oregon coast here. So it's called the Sea and Red. It's an Irish style red ale, only a five point four percent alcohol by volume, uh, twenty five IBUs. Sea and Red has a beautiful dark copper color and a medium bodied presence. This smooth, rich flavored beer has a malt aroma reminiscent of toffee, caramel, and cacao. Subtle floral bouquet. The lush aroma gives away. Uh, gives way to a full rounded multi flavor with toasty biscuit like character and notes of caramel Ooh. a smooth well-balanced finished bottle satisfies and quenches sip and see for yourself see in red is a round multi brew whimsically served up in a bold colorful name Ooh, sounds like they're tooting their own horn there with that copy yeah um it's your basic uh, pelican brewing uh logo with just uh, the name of the brew and then a, a picture of the uh, pelican their logo hmm. so uh, you know not really kid friendly yeah you know what's funny is uh in the 80s there was a punk band called minor threat and they are historically known as being one of the first uh well-known uh, straight edge bands that don't drink and one of their more popular songs is called sea and red so it's very funny to name a beer after <laughs> a song by a straight edge band well i gotta say it's pretty smooth yeah it goes down easy you do get the uh i, I can smell the aromas that it you know told me about like the uh whimsical aromas <laughs> i love a whimsical <laughs> yeah the bouquet of whimsy <laughs> That's the name of my uh, autobiography, Bouquet of Whimsy. I love it. Um, it's yeah. This is this is um. I could easily pound a six pack and not regret it. Nice. I mean, in the morning maybe. Yeah, but all right. Uh, A plus. That sounds delightful. So or C plus for Cincinnati. There you go. It's above average. Like every Cincinnati human. Yeah, you go Ohio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's, what's Mickey doing here? An asshole. Uh, jerk. Uh, so uh, I also like to relate the beer to the episode we're about to watch. And this episode is all about uh, Skinner's relationship to Principal or Superintendent Chalmers. And I think that Skinner kind of looks up to Chalmers in a special way. It's kind of like almost like an uncle, almost like a stepdad. And so I have Uncle Stepdad's Bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Stout mm. from Everybody's Brewing out of White Salmon, Washington. And I don't know where White Salmon is, but I think it's kind of up north. It's over there. Yeah. Oh, there it is. You're pointing yep. to it. There. Yep. Uh, so it says Uncle Stepdad started his life as Everybody's Imperial Stout. He was already pretty cool, but after 10 months of aging in bourbon barrels during the winter, spring, and summer, he's a new man. Wiser, more sophisticated, and complex, Uncle Stepdad is ready to step out and into the world i hope uh jerry seinfeld doesn't drink that beer why is that because you said you'll step out a new man newman 
No, man. I don't want to be a stout. And uh, we all know Jerry Seinfeld prefers a 17-year-aged beer. Yeah. No more. Maybe less. Yeah. So this comes in at a, a mild 10.8% alcohol by volume. Ooh, yum. Um, it's a... Very dark. Smells bur- smells very boozy, like uh like a smells like a bourbon. It's a uh, really good. It's got a nice uh, burn to it. Much like it's the Simpsons. A, yes. Yeah, nice burns. <laughs> and it's excellent. It's uh kind of syrupy, kind of rich, uh very good, very full bodied. I don't know that you could have like I wouldn't pound a six pack of these. No. I mean I probably would, but I'd regret <laughs> it for sure. It's a solid beer, very good. Uncle Stepdad. And the can has a a bald man with a big mustache and uh he looks kind of like an old-timey bartender. He's polishing a glass, but he kind of looks, you know, he's got the bald kind of uh, shoehorn hair. So it's not very kid-friendly. It looks very grown-up, but it also kind of resembles, kind of, now I was going to say it kind of looks like Chalmers, but it doesn't really because he's a bit younger. But he does look like a cool guy, your uncle's stepdad. And we're saying that it doesn't look good for kids. Right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I, those, those kind of beers, like, as much as I love them, a lot of times... After like the initial sips, like mm, that's a good sip, and then you keep going, and then you're just at the point where like you haven't finished it yet. You're like, I don't want to finish this, <laughs> but I have to. Yeah, if uh, yeah, if you have them too often, it can kind of feel like a workout, which yeah. is good because then I can say, Hey, I worked out today. <laughs> All righty, well, Steve. Uh, while we uh, drink our ales, we should uh, go back in time. Yeah, let's go back all the way back to November 29th, 2020, uh, which is when this episode aired. Uh, what was the number one movie in the box office? Um, 2020. So it was The Croods, A New Age. Was cool. that Was Pandemic going on? This? Oh, yeah. We were in the thick of it. So really, there wasn't theaters going on November. So is that just like a holdover? Um, I think so. When did that come out? Like, when did it debut? I wonder. Yeah, because we were just chilling in. Because did any movies actually, it was released to november 25th 2020 but did any movie theater because it says it had a box office of 250.9 million huh well it said it made 16 million that week and it was opening night uh no that was after 48 weeks oh geez yeah when did we start opening theaters i don't know <laughs> it's like a year ago yeah yeah because because like people were oh no 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 2020 we were still okay like covid was around but it didn't hit really until after the holidays remember like that's when we kind of went lo- we went locked down like hardcore in like march of 2020 20 2021 no that's this year we've been in oh, this for is? almost two years yeah <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this nightmare is not ending <laughs> yeah so this while. was this was like that was like like big time because we didn't even have uh, a vaccine yet no th- that was still like six months out yeah so we're going that- to theaters florida all right yeah it's weird but i'm looking at uh box office mojo right now and it's showing that week and it was a long thanksgiving week it made sixteen thousand dollars okay that makes sense then okay yeah all right yeah because it was also did a did a video on demand in december so okay maybe they're counting that as well yeah i don't know anyways uh there we go welcome back crudes <laughs> i don't know i've never seen a crudes yeah i don't know that i'd see I, like I, yeah i don't know i wouldn't i just know it's not for us no okay steve well uh we were still quarantining what were we mm-hmm. uh listening to well speaking of uh not for us uh the number one song on the billboard hot 100 was mood by 24k golden featuring ian dior why you always in the mood
right. I'm glad artists aren't using uh, autotune anymore. Yeah, I really appreciate this uh, new age of music that is so unique and creative and original. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that uh, in in 40 years, Peter Jackson finds uh, 800 hours of footage of uh, 24K Golden and uh, writing this song and putting yeah. a eight hour special on Disney Plus. Yeah, he starts it with I farted. Steve, I didn't watch the uh, I haven't watched the Beatles. It's too long. Yeah, here's my hot take about the Beatles. Uh-oh. Whatever your take on the Beatles is, nobody cares. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're a good band, maybe one of the best bands in the world, and you don't need to listen to them every day unless you want to. But nothing is going to change my mind about how I feel about them. I love them. I, I just don't know that. I just don't know that I need any more at this point. All right. It's fair enough. No, no, it's good. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't have any problem with the documentary, but I just, eight hours is so long to watch about anything. What if it was eight hours about The Simpsons? That I could be into. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we watch The Simpsons for eight hours? Just this episode. Alrighty. We'll watch it on a loop. Because it's eight hours. Uh, it's like 800 miles. Oh, yeah. All right. See, what what's the episode titled? Uh, so it is called The Road to Cincinnati. It's the uh, eighth episode of the 32nd season. And so odd couple Skinner and Chalmers embark on an 800 mile car ride to Cincinnati to attend administrators convention. All right. That sounds like fun. OK, we're going to drink some beers. Steve, I made some Cincinnati uh, chili. Yum, yum. Which is just chili with on top of spaghetti noodles mm-hmm. and like 25 pounds of uh, cheddar cheese. <laughs> hmm. Sounds tasty. So let's do that and come back and discuss. Sounds great. We'll be right back. And we're back. Today we're talking about The Road to Cincinnati, the eighth episode of the 32nd season. It originally aired on November 29th, 2020. It is episode 692 in the show's run. Your nerd code is ZABF20. It was written by Jeff Westbrook, directed by Matthew Nastuck, and your showrunners are Al Jean and Matt Selman. Wow, so season uh, 32 was co-showrun? Yes, uh, Matt Selman was uh, stepping up to the game. Welcome to the show, Matt. Yeah. All right, Jeff Westbrook. We've done a few mm-hmm. episodes. For instance, the uh, Ned and Edna's blended agenda. Sure, sure. A lot of episodes that look like other episodes <laughs> that we've done. Pranks and Greens. Uh, no Loan Again Naturally. Yeah. I think that's it. I think so. And now, The Road to Cincinnati. Oh, boy. His fourth episode that we've reviewed is cool. episode four. Maybe it's A New Hope. I have New Hope for it. Uh, so the title of it refers to... Uh, oh, don't forget, a, he's that smart guy. The yeah, you, uh, thing. yeah, he did the algorithm drums thing for AT&T. Wonderful wireless service that they provide. Uh, they're, the title is a reference to uh, the Road 2 series of films from your grandpa's age or my dad's <laughs> early Thieves. age. Yeah, um, the Road 2 with Bing Crosby and uh, Bob Hope. Family Guy does these episodes. I was going to say. Well, I know that, I mean, I, this isn't very much i mean because this this episode has a lot of like besides that like very much like planes trains and automobiles but that was also uh, you know a throwback to those as well so yeah it's just buddy road trip movies so i mean it's nothing new right so i mean I, and and you know we always kind of make fun of family guy and i'll sometimes say that like i'm a fair weather fan and those ones actually the brian and stewie i do mm-hmm. actually really enjoy those episodes yeah they're um, very uh they're a lot of fun very adventurous yeah and i'm sure uh Seth enjoys him because he's the only actor in those episodes. Seth MacFarlane, he voices everything. It's two paychecks to himself. Yeah. Although he hates the Fox Network now. So, you know about that? I didn't hear about that. What do you? Oh, no, just because he's just, you know, because he's like very liberal and he's 
very anti Fox News has to say about like oh, Max, yeah. you know, even though I think isn't like the Fox News section not actually Disney? Probably not. No, I think like because like when the 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 sell of like Fox to Disney, I think Fox kept like the news and the sports is there. So I don't think Disney actually owns them. You're probably right. Also, yeah. what's funny is that um everybody on Fox News is absolutely vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, even as they spread their legs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hatred legs. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, except for Chris Wallace. He's like, no, yeah, the most uh, liberal guy on that network. <laughs> I'm afraid of needles. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't like to get a pokey. It's scary. Speaking of pokey, let's talk about fish. Mm, we will. This it starts with uh, the word The Simpsons. So this is a show called The Simpsons. All right, we got that there. Which assumes, uh, which means that we're gonna get a lot of those. Uh, Simpsons. I think Homer's gonna be the MVJ in this episode. <laughs> Uh, but no, of course, we don't have a couch or chalkboard because this is kind of a first for The Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, I guess the episode does start the way every Simpsons episode does start at Springfield Elementary. And as usual in every episode, it's a, a district principals meeting and it's in progress led by the one and only Super Nintendo, or also known as Superintendent Chalmers. Next item on the agenda. Principal Duggins, well, I see that not one of your students was able to meet the national fitness standards. A light jog. Hmm. Come on, Duggins. You got to be a role model for those lazy kids. Tell them you put in two hours a day stretching. Your lap band. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Principal Finch. Well, I guess we can cross hilarious joke off the agenda. Oh, I've also got a funny thing. (laughs) Duggan's wife was unfaithful. (laughs) Skinner, learn how to read a room. Sorry, Duggan's. Screw you. Uh, Duggan's kind of looks like uh, Barney. He does. He also looks a little like Nelson. Oh, yeah. So if like Nelson, I, mean, I guess Nelson looks like Barney, so it makes sense. Right. But, but like if Nelson's dad and Barney had a baby. <laughs> or what if, hear me out. Okay. Duggins is actually from the future. Oh. Yeah. He's uh, Nelson and uh, uh, Martin's uh, child. He has to go back in time, like uh, back to the future style. Right. To uh, make sure that uh, his dads get together. And he has to um, uh, pretend he's a principal at a different school. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's a work in progress, guys. (laughs) Yeah, they're still working on it. But uh, Huey Lewis is on board. Actually, they got uh, Ray Parker Jr. He's going to do the theme song. That's the power of Ghostbusters. Hey, who's that? Uh, who's that uh, other uh, principal there? Uh, that's, uh, principal Finch was played yeah. by uh, the hilarious comedian slash co-host of the Eric Andre slash uh, kind of slumlord Hannibal Burris as Principal Finch there. Who's a slumlord? You? Uh, Hannibal Burris. He uh, oh. bought a, an apartment building in Chicago and uh, tried to turn it into an Airbnb. And the tenants were upset by it, so he raised their rent huh. astronomically, and also uh, didn't really help out with repairs. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah. No wonder. Uh, I don't think he's on Eric Andre anymore. Yeah. Too wild for Eric Andre. <laughs> yeah. I really like that movie he did. The it was on Netflix this last year. Oh what was yeah. It called? The Slumdog Millionaire. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the impractical jokers movie right little the jackass and laurel and uh tiffany haddish yes i can't think of the name it was it was a, it was a romping good time what hot american summer yes what hot american summer uh, the eric andre edition uh 
disenchantment. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. He's hey disenchantment. There you go. Uh, bad trip. Bad trip. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, it was good fun. Fun for the whole family. Yes. Take your kids. Uh, speaking of fun for the whole family, there's also some uh, fun uh, visual gags behind them in that uh, uh, class student uh, faculty room. Faculty lounge. Thank you. Faculty lounge. Um, so there's a bulletin board for one free guitar lesson for uh, Mr. Largo, uh, one for a missing coffee mug, and a poster advertising for an upcoming uh, Netflix Hulu password swap. I like how no one's taken the uh, lessons from Largo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the uh, mug is just a plain white mug. <laughs> it's the most basic of mugs. You go up to that bulletin board and you see, have you seen this mug? And then you just take a pen and write yes after yeah. it's I've seen it. You showed it to me. And then the next day, it's just like, thank you. I'm proud of my mug. Yeah. I love the uh, Netflix Hulu swap. Everyone does it. That's right. It sucks everyone when, does like, it. <laughs> I think I subscribe to everything and then everyone takes mine. <laughs> I think I have, like, someone's Discovery Plus. Don't tell anyone. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, like, two of the British ones, like BritBox and Acorns. Oh, Acorns. How was that one? I don't know. I, I only watch Disney Plus, Steve. Yeah, me too. Disney Plus is the best. Yay, Disney. Give us money. Oh, fuck you. Good gosh, you're a good shit. Uh, so Gary Chalmers goes on to tell of the National Administrators Convention, or EDUCON. He has been invited to give their keynote speech. That's right. This Sunday in the main auditorium in the famed Procter & Gamble room in Cincinnati, Ohio, Chalmers will be uh, will give his uh, keynote address. And uh, Principal Finch congratulates his boss with a hearty high five. And uh, Principal Skinner, not wanting to be left out, attempts a high five of his own, but misses the hand of Superintendent Chalmers. And his hand actually lands squarely on the penis of Superintendent Chalmers. Well, that couldn't have gone worse. I agree. Well, as you all know, the budget allows for a plus one. And I was thinking I would bring the principal with the highest test scores, Finch. Well, that's not fair. Finch runs the magnet school for gifted test takers. Uh, sorry, Seymour, but I have made my decision. If it makes you feel any better, you were never in the running. Hey, we are going to light Cincinnati up. I got a buddy who used to be the long stopper for the Bengals. He co-owns this amazing poke place. Seaweed, furukake, soaking in ponzu. My God, you're cool. You like uh, poke, Craig? I would have liked a Pokemon gun to the polls and voted for Hillary in 2016. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Is it our goal now to make that stupid joke in every podcast? Yeah, I think so, Daddy. We we always make promises to keep jokes, recurring jokes in our podcast, but uh, we never do. Scorpion's Tale. That was pretty awful. (laughs) (laughs) Awfully fun. Oh, Steve. I feel like this is going to be just a callback episode for our episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Um, When we talked about the, before we play the clip, the Skinner trying to high five and just (laughs) grabs his junk was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Just a great visual gag. High fives are tough. I'll give you the secret at the end. Ooh, that's that's reason enough to uh, uh, stick around and keep listening. You don't have to turn this podcast off yet. No, you got to learn how to high five somebody. Yeah, I, I mean, I know how to do it, but uh, so I'll, I'll just I'll just I'll keep it a secret, Steve. Yeah. All right, keep it cool. Uh, so uh, Seymour looks on as as his mentor walks away, impressed with the uh, rival principal. Uh, later that day, Skinner sits in a classroom holding detention for one Bartholomew J. Simpson of the Simpsons. Um, Skinner passes his time by practicing his high fives on a skeleton model, but once again, his hand uh, lands squarely <laughs> crammed inside of a pelvis. You got to like right in there. <laughs> yeah. 
his hand was like a palm and then magically made its way through the pelvis. I'm sure there's a joke you could have thought of right there, Steve. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Bart mocks uh, the old uh, skinny skin there. Do they call him that skinny skin? Pretty sure that's his uh, main nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. He mocks uh, Skinner for not being uh, picked to join the uh, the Chalm Man. Do we call him the Chalm Man? Tommy Chalm. Uh, in the old Queen City. Um, that's uh, Cincinnati. Yes. Ohio. Uh, Okay. Anyways, uh, it's a fact that he learned over the playground. And then we uh, see uh, Lisa and uh, Janie twirling a jump rope as Sherry O'Terry counts the tears to Simo uh, will cry. Uh, They got to five, right? Yeah, I think so. Principal Flinch joins the double touch with some impressive moves. I believe Hannibal uh, did his own stunts. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Seymour is, uh, he's in pain there. But Bart, he's got some harsh advice to give. Look, Seymour, are you ready for some tough love? Is there any other kind? Being around you sucks. No one's ever going to invite you to anything. If there's a party you want to go to, you gotta crash it. Or you'll spend the rest of your life sitting around with your hands stuck in a pelvis. Mm-hmm. It's too late. The plus one has been invoked. Dude, you're Seymour Skinner. No matter how badly you're treated, you keep coming back for more. That's your superpower. Use it! You're right. I will. Whoa, look at you grazing the thumb. I, I like how the uh, updated, uh, they got the updated solar system. I, I was staring that. at that. I was like, I'm making sure that's eight planets and not nine. It took me way too long to count them. <laughs> why, why did we do that? I don't know. Did you pause on the uh, food pyramid? <laughs> yep. And I was like, yep, that's uh, all food. Yeah. Looks like Marge's hair might be one of them. Mm-hmm. Or Homer, at least. <laughs> I like hair pie. <laughs> Homer, come on. Stop working blue. <laughs> that's all I like to work with, blue. Uh, that's fine. Homer, what season are you from? I don't know. <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah, uh, boy. You gotta boy. talk like this one. Season yeah. one. I, 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 uh, cowabunga. Wait, that's not my catchphrase. Frosty milkshakes. <laughs> Frosty chocolate milkshake. Okay. <laughs> Enough of this, Steve. Let's go to the next day, okay? All right. So the next day, uh, Chalmers waits outside of his house, luggage in hand, for Principal Finch to pick him up. But just then, his phone rings. It's Principal Finch, all right. Hello? Who's Chalmers? Hello? That's not very good. Now do your Hannibal Burris. Hello. No. Do your Ron Funches. Hello? He giggles a lot. Okay. Do your uh, Ron Burgundy. Hello. Do your Ronald Reagan. Hello. Do your Ron. Oh, no. Not to Ron Jeremy too soon. Goodbye. (laughs) Sorry. But I love to watch him go. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Um, Hate to see him come. Love to watch him go. (laughs) Uh, so it's Principal Finch on the phone uh, telling the superintendent that he's pre-gamed some poke and it's blitzkrieging his intestines. He's firing salmon eggs from both ends. Gary's concerned as his car is in the shop getting winterized. Huh. And uh, Finch was supposed to be his ride to the airport. Oh, no. Well, I guess this is the end of the episode. Yep. He doesn't get to go to Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, for uh, Principal Finch. Yeah, probably. He might come back. Um, anyways, just then we get a taxi pulling up. And guess who's in that taxi? Steve? Who's that? The taxi driver. Of course. Robert De Niro. <laughs> just kidding. It's uh, Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. They're in the taxi. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, Judd Hirsch, Tony Danza, Christopher Lloyd, Mary Lou Henner, Jeff Conaway, Andy Kaufman, uh, Rhea Perlman. She was in like four episodes. Uh, okay. Did I say Danny DeVito? I think so. Um, uh, Andy Kaufman again, because he played, you know, Tony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or did he? Or is that just a movie? I think you might have been in that episode. I don't know. Uh, 
was it did the x did they actually make it into the taxi episode i think they might have actually we'll be right back we're gonna watch that taxi are you trying to do the taxi thing yeah yeah um the saddest song for a goofy sitcom except for suicide is painless the mash one sure yeah that was a sad taxi theme i mean i like it the the are nice but yeah hmm. uh oh yeah anyways uh so uh principal skinner's also in that taxi cab steve um to chomo's surprise uh seymour saw finch's uh instant snap, snap story about him shitting and vomiting uh, fish eggs so he's rushed over to help his boss at first, uh, Charmos uh, declines his offer, but uh, good old skin man reminds Gary that he's wasted that transferable but non-refundable $65 plus one registration fee. Um, and the school board might be interested to know that. So, reluctantly, Super Nintendo Charmers accepts and they hop on board Air Cincinnati. Skinner relaxes by watching one of the many Jason Bateman films that would be perfect for a flight, uh, um, Game Night, <laughs> a movie that I've actually seen. Hey, me too. Nice. It was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chalmers, is, though, is not faring as well since flying makes him nervous. He uh, asks Seymour for an anti-anxiety pill from his carry-on, but it seems that Seymour's uh, checked Gary's bag, checked it into stowage to avoid the struggle of fighting for that precious overhead uh, storage. Uh, Chalmers is afraid of flying. That doesn't make sense. No. Have we seen him fly before, Steve? I think we have. No. I don't know. But he is a fan of, like, steamboats or something, right? Oh, yeah. Why are they taking a steamboat to Cincinnati? Pick the Ohio River. <laughs> I assume. Steamboat to Cincinnati does sound like a movie. <laughs> that also sounds like a filthy sex movie. <laughs> a steamboat to Cincinnati. Yeah. Hmm. So first you have to know what a Cleveland steamer is. <laughs> and you turn around. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so in the episode Live in La Perna Vida, oh, maybe. Um, he has no problem you be on an airplane, Steve. Oh, boy. Uh, Gary tries to calm himself with a few uh, deep breaths and words of affirmation. Uh, Seymour tries to help by pointing out that there are a number of emotional support animals on the board. Uh, there's an emotional support uh, dog. There's a cat, a pig. And then this is when he gets a little crazy, Steve. An old gobbledygoo. A gobble gobble? <laughs> yeah, a turkey. Oh boy. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, this doesn't help Charmos at all. Uh, he fears that uh, he will die in a flying zoo. <laughs> so he unbuckles his seatbelt. He's standing up there and he looks around and uh, it appears that the whole world is against him. And then even the star of uh, the old Hogan family himself, Michael Bluth, is mocking him on the tiny screen where you can see many of Jason Bateman projects. True. Ozark's now on Netflix. Everyone around you is taking their shoes off. <laughs> No one is safe. No one's safe. That, that phone is not an airplane mode. The pilot dresses like an alcoholic. Somebody's yelling. Who is yelling? Where in the name of God is the air marshal? <laughs> You're banned from air Cincinnati forever. Well, we've got to get another flight. We can't, sir. Air Cincinnati is the only airline that flies to Cincinnati since the demise of Cincinnati. Well, that's just great. That's great! In 36 hours, I have to give the most important speech of my life. Now, how in the name of Satan's jockstrap am I supposed to get there? Please, sir, if you give me one last chance, I will think of nothing else but getting you to that keynote speech on time. 
I'll just drop myself. That was a uh, TSA uh, threat sack that was over his head in that clip. That's what you call my testicles when Mm -hmm. I go to the airport. That's right. Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) Two airlines to Cincinnati. Good old Cincinnati. I know you haven't been. I don't think so. Do you think people purposely travel to Cincinnati? I mean, I assume for conventions and keynote addresses, (laughs) but aside from that. Steve, do you think we should uh, take a road trip to Cincinnati? Yeah. I mean. Grunt boys are going to Ohio. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that um, family ties? They live in Cincinnati or Ohio. No. I, did it, they did live it? in but uh, in Columbus, I think. That would make sense. Yeah, okay. that would make sense. I don't know. <laughs> no idea about Columbus either. <laughs> Do all Ohio city names begin with the letter C? Columbus, Cleveland, um, Columbus. Is there a Charlotte? Sure. Kansas with a C. Yep. There's Chingfield. <laughs> it's Kansas City, <laughs> Ohio, but it's Kansas with a C and City with a K. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> And in, in the 90s, they were pretty hot because they just uh, ripped off the CK Clavin Klein logo and just put it all over the place. <laughs> yeah. That Masturbator Louie took it. Is, is that Louis CK's now new name, Masturbator Louie? Yep. <laughs> like headlining. <laughs> Masturbator Louie featuring, uh, uh, what's that one guy who was, <laughs> that one guy who was canceled? <laughs> uh, uh, the guy that was uh, Chris, uh, featuring Chris Delia. <laughs> Oh, um, Aziz sorry. That other guy that's uh, friends with Crystalia that's on the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. Um, the coach guy, Craig T. Nielsen. Oh, no. All righty. So uh, Gary then steps in line at the Renterprise car rental kiosk and sees an emotional support monkey, little horse, and ostrich. So he decides to help uh, to accept Skinner's help. But unfortunately, Skinner's car is also being winterized, but he knows where to get one. So all 500 of Skinner's cars are being winterized? Yep, the Volvo, the Honda, <laughs> the Hyundai. So, uh, Skinner goes back to uh, goes to see his mother, the old Lamb of God herself there, Agnes. Uh, he wants to borrow her, her Buick. Uh, but sadly, her car is also being winterized. I kind of like this winterized joke. Like, yeah, it's not a thing. I was gonna say, like, I, I don't really drive. Uh, I mean, I think in sense of like, it winterized maybe just means like it's having like snow tires put on. That's all I can. That's think what of. I would assume. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe back in the olden days, you know, like the like nineteen hundred and seventies and below. Sure. <laughs> Like, uh, maybe you had to winterize your car. Do you have to, like, change out the antifreeze or something? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can probably change, like, oils. Maybe, like, uh, uh, lubes back in the day, like, froze. And so you had to get hot fluid. Hot lube. Like, you know, uh, maybe you had to drain your windshield washer fluid but to uh, put in a icy one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not really a car guy, Steve. No, this isn't uh, car talk with clicking clack. May one of them rest in peace. Uh, why? I think only one of them's dead. I, I want them to not rest in peace. Okay. Burn in hell, <laughs> you quaint car person. All right. So much for us being a positive podcast. That's right. Watch uh, yourself. Wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> Coming after you, Peter Sagel. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Seymour tells his mom, Agnes. That this is uh, his last chance of becoming friends with the man he admires the most in the world. And then in a moment of uh, sentimentality, 
she acknowledges that Seymour did a good job rebedding uh, her uh, eyeglass chain. And a boy Seymour's age probably should have some friends. So she offers the keys to her Buick. And the two uh, strapping young men are off on the open road. And thus, the episode begins. Like six or seven minutes into it. Um, sure. Hey, <laughs> so can I suggest some music to pass the time? And um, and there's only one tape that's stuck in the deck plays. Um, hey, uh, they did that on How I Met Your Mother. Anyways, we hear the 70s one hit uh, song. The uh, one hit wonder, the buoy play their one hit wonder, uh, uh, Timothy. Hey, Timothy. Oh, not you. Wow. And we drive into our second act. So uh, first, the boys drive through Missouri, where they are, uh, where there are outlet malls the next 200 miles. As Gary drives, Skinner skims the Lovely Person Guide to Cincinnati, a parody of the Lonely Planet Guide. Aubrey learns that the city has a number of ways of serving chili. As Seymour explains further, Gary finds distraction from some uh, hitchhikers. Did you know that in Cincinnati, they have four different ways of preparing chili? You don't say, huh? The two-way chili with spaghetti, the three-way chili with spaghetti and cheese. Please shut up. And there's oh, two more. kinds of four I just, ways. I, I want to die. Hmm? Mm. Hitchhikers! Oh, thank the Lord. Hitchhikers, sir. Is this safe? They can bury us in a shallow grave as long as they don't talk about chili. Thanks for picking us up. We're on our way to a gig. Oh, a, a gig? Are you uh, musicians? Oh, no. We do improv Shakespeare! Improvisers. In the style of Shakespeare, that seems impossible. Methinks this noble lord doth doubt our wit. We must perform or else be deemed unfit. A word, a word. My kingdom for a word. Uh, no, no, don't give them a suggestion. Cup holders. To grasp a cup would seem a great ordeal. When one must keep both hands upon the wheel. The pentameter checks out. Your parents must be so proud. They're not. To pray or not to pray, that is the question. You are the only ones having fun. Just you. See, have you ever had a bowl of Cincinnati chili? Um, not from Cincinnati itself, but yes, I have. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, it is. I've got no complaint about it. <laughs> it's also like probably it's got to be the most unhealthy food until you know about uh filipino spaghetti which is basically the same thing but with uh sugar added okay so like cincinnati chili uh is traditionally just a bowl of spaghetti noodles topped with meat chili Mm -hmm. and then topped with about 25 pounds of uh, shredded cheddar cheese (laughs) and it's delightful yeah it's super comfort food but anyways i haven't had i've never had it from cincinnati i've never been to cincinnati and uh yeah it's good i want some now <laughs> let's just eat cincinnati chili. we should have been eating cincinnati chili while on the podcast people would have loved hearing us slurp up the noodles oh yeah and that outro a- would be like full of energy too <laughs> we could have AS- asmr it <laughs> it's like ugh. so what are we saying about the filipino chili then it might be a, a tomato sauce, but basically it's a really like kind of like hearty spaghetti, but there's sugar on it. And uh, you can get it from like chains like Jolly Bee. But I think it's probably pretty tasty. It's just like a sweet and savory type of thing. Mm. But I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll have you try some and then let me know how to oh, try it. <laughs> I will let you know. Okay. Uh, moving on. The uh, the improvised uh, uh, Shakespeare thing. Definitely a real thing that I have uh, witnessed before. And can I just say, uh, it's so rare. I think she's only done it maybe like one or two other times when Yardley is not doing Lisa. Yeah. That voice just makes me laugh. It was, it brought me so much joy. (laughs) 
Uh, it was good. I loved it. Yeah, it was. Uh, she just seemed to have so much pleasure in doing that voice. Like, uh, I'm wondering if they just never really ask her because her voice is so distinct. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe they were just like, hey, Arlie, would you be willing to do a, a different voice? And she probably had fun doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really good. I want more of that uh, improvised character. And then you hear also uh, Pamela Hayden. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping the other uh, voice would have been um, Nancy Cartwright just for just for fun. Oh, yeah. But no. Too busy doing Bart. Bart. Doing the so Bart. So busy man. in this episode. Also, Chalmers' line at the very end. You are the only ones having fun, just you. Uh, speaks so much to uh, a lot of improvi- improvisation that I've seen on stage before. And, and people doing podcasts. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's all basically masturbation. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so the improvisers stop their uh, backseat performance to warn of an oncoming truck. Chalmers swerves the vehicle to avoid the semi but crashes into a silo full of genetically modified uh, soybeans. Everybody steps out of the viewing to see a police officer surveying this scene while munching on a melon-sized edamame. Skinner tries to uh, calm the cop down when the car explodes. Later, the boys find themselves facing a judge. Well, 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 what have we got here? (laughs) Uh, Don't worry, officer, it's uh, minor damage, nothing serious. Alas, Paul Buick! I knew it well. Dear Lord, our car, our wallets, our luggage, they're all blown to shreds. Uh, But the keynote, your speech. It's all on the cards right here, but what good will it be when some backwoods judge throws the book at us, huh? All rise for the Honorable Judge J.T. Winchester. Who dragged me in here on a Saturday in the middle of my lifetime movies? I'm missing my lifetimes. An old woman who's enraged by my very existence. Don't worry, sir. I got this. Your Honor, permission to observe that your poor cuticles are raw and torn. I'm missing my lifetimes. (laughs) Uh, Trust me, Neil, everyone. So good. Always so good. Yeah. So some fun trivia there in Mm. that uh, after the uh, silo exploded, Chalmers uh, strangled one of the improvisers. And this is the first time in the show's history where where somebody is being choked or strangled. And it's a Simpson, or it's not a Simpson choking another Simpson. So traditionally it's Homer choking Bart, but we've also seen other combinations like Bart choking Homer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Everybody choking Bart, everybody choking Homer. I wonder if Maggie ever choked Lisa or if Marge ever choked Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's my tattoo. (laughs) Why you? Why you little? Suck, suck. (laughs) That's my uh, Maggie impersonation. Very good. Thanks. All right. uh, Hey, so the judge, who I guess looks like a little bit like a crazy cat lady, but mostly reminds me of a Seymour's mom for some reason. Huh. I think Seymour sees that. Yeah. She tells tells Seymour there that the uh, poor state of her nails is due to her idiot son. He made an appointment with Tanya P instead of Tanya G. Uh, that boy is he's useless as a shaved frog, Steve. Oh. <laughs> I guess it was pretty useless. Yeah, I mean <laughs> here's a frog. I shaved it. So it's like dead <laughs> and skinned. Skin frog. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, she then instructs her son, who happens to also be the bailiff, to shut up and empty the spittoons. And so luckily for the uh, judge, uh, Seymour always travels with uh, cuticle scissors, jojoba oil. And so he get those uh, nails ready for their uh, close up. Oh, 
So Skinner transforms the judge's nails, and in return, she loans them her white convertible, asking that they return it whenever. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the judge's son, Fenimore, sadly points out that he never gets to borrow the cutlass, but his mommy yells back that her car is only for good boys. So in the car, uh, Chalmers, for once, looks at Skinner with some admiration. Their uh, journey continues through the state of Ohio, and with just a 400 miles to go, Chalmers joyfully sings Timothy as they drive past a, a steamed hams restaurant. Hey, hey we hey. finally see it. That's all you guys were waiting for in this episode. We got it. Yeah. I sure hope uh, Bill Oakley and uh, Weinstein got uh, their 12 cents for that. Yeah, they. I'm sure they got some sort of <laughs> sag after check for that. Yeah. So now that they're only uh, 30 minutes behind schedule, Skinner suggests um, brainstorming a code for uh, the safe, but uh, Chalmers has other plans. So Seymour charm that uh, depends off the lady, and he's earned himself a beer. That's right. So to go celebrate, they head to the Greasy Chain Biker Bar. It's a biker bar. It's going to be scary. It is, yeah. We've all seen uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Chalmers uh, tells him to stop quivering like quince jelly, and they head to the tavern. Once inside, though, they make a startling discovery. These aren't bikers. (laughs) They are cyclists. They're in their skin-tight biking suits, ugly aerodynamic helmets, and silly, silly clip-on shoes. Uh, the patrons of the bar look at the two suited men, stone-faced. A neon sign advertises wheatgrass is buzzing on the wall. Two bikers, one with a jersey that says Arrogance, and the other one that says Sons of Shimano, I believe that those are both kinds of gears, by the way, are uh, leg wrestling. Gary tries to order beer for himself and his companion, but the gruff barkeeper tells him that they only serve energy gels and oxygen. It is scarier than a biker bar. I'd rather be in a biker bar than a cyclist bar. Eat better parking. Yeah. And then they get to, as you say, jump on the uh, old uh, billiards table and dance to tequila. That's right. This is a fun bit here. Um, in the bar, the two cyclists are playing a five finger filet with a wrench. And one of them warns the two educators that uh, they should leave before his resting heart rate goes above 60 beats per minute. While the other one calls them oil burners and laughs maniacally. Uh, the rest of the bar laughs at Skinner and Chalmers and they eagerly uh, suck from their uh, camelback backpacks. And uh, Chalmers tries to cool down the situation and calling the biker slim and telling him to calm down. Uh, the cyclist stands to reveal his really incredibly muscular Gross looking thigh muscles. Yeah, he's like Jack from the waist down. Yeah. If you throw a beer gut on that, that's what I look like. <laughs> um, so the cyclist uh, s- surrounds Skinner and Chalmers, which uh, causes Gary to back up into the biking monitors, which then dominoes to knock all of the bi- biking computers down. With their computers broken, the cyclists have lost their stats. Uh, Gary tries to convince them that they still got the exercise, even if it wasn't documented. But the uh, bike riding bullies force Gary and Seymour out of the pub and chase them down the street. And uh, I really like that joke of Chalmers knocking over the computers because it's like, you know, in <laughs> Pee-wee's Playhouse and other things where all the bikes are parked outside. Yeah. Knock them over and they <laughs> domino over. So the fact that it was a computer, I thought was a nice touch. Yep. Uh, Chalmers and Skinner stop at a stop sign and then speed off, hoping to evade pursuit from those cyclists. But those cyclists don't, uh, they don't obey that old red octagon. And Seymour has some thoughts on this. Whoa, it's as if the rules of the road don't apply to them. Are you pedestrians or vehicles? Make a choice! Never! Skinner, what do we do? Seymour? Don't go! Skinner? Step away from my superintendent. <laughs> What's he gonna do? He's just one guy. <laughs> You're never alone. 
when you're a veteran of the U.S. Armed Forces. And I do mean armed. Para-athletes like us are the natural enemy of cycling clubs. Their biceps are bigger than my quads. To the support van! <laughs> Seymour, how did you... I keep abreast of local veterans' events. Luckily, the Wheel Team 6 paramarathoners were racing nearby. He said abreast. <laughs> I like, the, in the beginning of the clip, the uh, their commentary on uh, bikes being both pedestrians and cars. Oh, yeah. We... I mean, you don't yeah. drive, but... It's, it's something I've witnessed, though, a lot. Yeah, it's it's an issue, and especially when I lived in Portland. I just uh, bicyclists are just so unpredictable yeah as a pedestrian for me it's it's tough sometimes too because sometimes i'll be walking down the street and like they have a whole road to go on and yet they're in, up my way and they'll say on your left and so i hear left and so i go left and then i'm I, then they crash into my butt <laughs> and then you're like, you should have been like say stage left exactly i'm an actor that act like you're moving out of the way steve <laughs> Enough. Uh, yeah, the, and also like stop signs. Majority of the the cyclists don't stop at the stop signs. It's annoying. Yeah, and they're supposed to, but uh, they don't. Yeah, I always hate it too. Like if I'm I, at a stop light and want to make a right turn, but like I I know I've passed a bicyclist just now, and they'll be pissed because I have to. Tr- I, you you have to like wait for them to like do what they need to do. Either go straight or turn right as well. Yeah, it's so annoying. Because then if you turn and they have to slow down, they will yell. Get oh, so yeah. Mad. It, it's, it's a hard thing. Yeah. Uh, so Traumers uh, gives Skinner a well-earned pat on the back, and they head to the Tucker Nuck Inn, which earned the 2019 Chip Counselor Award for Fussiest Bedrooms. Gary and Skinner sit on the rocking chairs on the porch, covered in blankets, each petting a kitty that's on the lap, and sipping on sweet, thick elderberry wine. All paid for by Seymour and his mother collecting bed and breakfast points. Uh, Skinner says that nothing is sweeter than Chalmers' kind words. And then they each have a sip of that wonderful elderberry elderberry wine. Did you ever go to uh, bed and breakfasts with your mom? No, no, no. Uh, Me either. (laughs) I... I like. Uh, I know that Airbnb. No, I'm not talking. I'm just saying, like <laughs> the idea of a uh, bed and breakfast. Your mom. Yeah, seems lovely, <laughs> but it just seems so like too cozy for like you'd have to like talk to people. Yeah, I, I don't like the idea of a bed and breakfast either. Like usually we like if Laura and I go on vacation, we go to an air bed and breakfast, which is probably a horrible thing. But it uh really, you know, you don't have to interact with anybody normally. They hide the key somewhere and they tell you where and then you just stay and then you leave and you don't even have to check in. It's nice. Yeah. An air be- air bread and breakfast. What? Yes. Air bread and breakfast in the sky. That's called heaven. Steve, are you dead? Maybe. What about like the Airbnbs where you're like on the property, but they're like, oh, there's a little house for you. That kind of one. Like, but they're still on the property. Yeah. Are you okay with those ones or? Laura and I did one of those one weekend on like, we were, it was like part of a longer, like kind of like little just weekend journey. Mm-hmm. And so we just spent the night at this like farm and they had like yeah. a little house on the side. And that was nice because we didn't really see anybody except for in the morning. We were going to say hi to a horse and the woman was there too. She also said hello to the horse, <laughs> but she brought a cat with her. So it was nice. You realize that uh, horses uh, can't talk. Tell that to Mr. Ed. <laughs> Steve, that was a TV show. Sorry, tell that to Bojack Horseman. <laughs> oh, of Tompkins. Yes. He's hey. Mr. Peanut Butter. Uh, 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 it's Will Arnett. Yes. He was on Arrested Development with, with Jason Bateman. Yeah. 
Whoa. I don't know why Jason Bateman just uh, doesn't get rid of the E of his last name. I know. Because then he could have been in that Lego movie instead of Will Arnett. <laughs> Who is Batman? Played by me. Hey, the next day, Skinner's confidence is up. Um, he's feeling independent and strong. So naturally, he wants to call his uh, mother there. Um, he asked the B&B's owner, owner if he can use the phone. There she is. Just make sure no one's using the upstairs extension. You're back in the office already? Principal Finch, your gut biome is a wonder. So how's Sassack Seymour and the Cincinnati Snooze Cruise? <laughs> Vintage Finch, but uh, believe it or not, Skinner has shown uh, bursts of utility. Whoa, 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 whoa. You better not be getting cold feet, Gary. We made an agreement. Skinner gets canned, and I leave my tiny little magnet school for the big time. Springfield Elementary. I'm pumped! Yes, I know, I know. The plan was to fire Skinner, and, uh... <sighs> I am a man of my word. Fire Skinner? Chalmers! Oh, dear. I do like the very cartoony way of Skinner doing the Chalmers bit on him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would think that being a principal of, like, a magnet school... Like would be better than just a principal at a like you know regular public school, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean you'd all have you'd have all gifted well not maybe not all gifted students, but you'd have more dedicated like a smaller group of more dedicated students. There you go. Yeah. Who yeah who would make your life a little bit easier? Hmm. Maybe not. I mean, you know who had a school of gifted kids then didn't really make his life easier. Hmm. Old Wheelie himself, Professor Xavier. You know, between him and Magneto, I thought the other one would have a magnet school. That was well-deserved. Uh, you know, in that clip, uh, Mr. Finch cannot get enough of that poke. He's uh, <laughs> having some uh, takeout poke from poke to goke. Do you like poke? I do. All right. <laughs> um, my work makes it. My work. <laughs> my work. Um, no, my food, my store uh, has a <laughs> lovely foot. poke. My left foot. <laughs> Um, they make some uh, lovely poke, a shoyu or a spicy tuna. I enjoy it. It's uh, it's like sushi unwrapped. Um, but yeah, I didn't know about poke until uh, I think Laura and I were on vacation in San Francisco or something. It was nice. It's nice. It's nice. Speaking of nice, our third act is nice, and it begins in the dining room of the bed and breakfast. Like every third act, Steve. Absolutely, it's always at the bed and breakfast in Cincinnati, Ohio, where uh, patrons are enjoying breakfast, and even a Dewey Largo is <laughs> sipping on a mimosa. What's he doing uh, there? I don't know. Maybe he's uh, cheating on Dewey with uh, another Dewey. From yeah, maybe he's middle. at the conference. Well, why would he be at the? Right. I don't know. Weird. Um, but suddenly, a door bursts open to show Seymour Skinner pushing Gary Chalmers and calling him a bald pated son of a bitch. Yeah, despite uh, bed and breakfast employee Trudy trying to calm the men down, Skinner has some more words for uh, Mr. Gary Chalmers. Oh, wait, real quick, Steve, before you play the clip. Sure. I paused it. It's only like like a nanosecond, but Dewey is there with Dewey. Okay, that's good. If you see it, yeah, it's literally oh, yeah. one frame. Yeah, so at least they're together. Okay. Give some time away. Good job. For years, this man belittled me, <laughs> humiliated me. In exchange for my unwavering loyalty, what was my reward? Whoa, to be pushed out by some scheming magnet school keister kisser. The brochures nobody takes. I'm the one who deserved this trip to Cincinnati, not Finch. That's why I put black mold in his poke. You did what? Ooh, the rocking chair museum. I've heard good things. Skinner! 
You know why I was gonna fire you, Seymour? Because your neediness, it sucks the life out of me! After all these years of trying to spare your feelings, I'm just gonna say it now. I don't like you! Oh, no. Ooh, Steve, I'm gonna say it now, too. I don't like you! Oh. Steve, do you have anything to say? Yeah, Craig, I do. I, I like you. don't like you! Cool. That'll be fun for the sound clip. <laughs> I mean, from moving forward, like, and, and uh, hey, fans, this is what we think of you. Like you. Oh, I had some uh, fun, like, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles vibe. Yeah, definitely coming the end of the film. Mm-hmm. There's there's another, I think, reference coming up soon, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, that music there, Steve. Uh huh. By the Sweet. Yes. Ballroom Blitz. Great. And as a former uh, KJ, really annoyed oh. with that song. <laughs> it was always like a like person that had already been like bar hopping that night coming in around like 12 45 already drunk like uh-huh i'm gonna do this now but it seems like a kind of a bad song to sing if you're kind of wasted it's but that's the song they want to sing steve sure all right steve let's uh do this uh like we're commentating on a uh boxing match all right all right, so, uh, oh, first there's a tumble on the ground there, Steve. And uh, what- Skinner, spray some potpourri onto the face of Chalmers. Oh, looks like it's followed up by a choke. Oh, Gary responds by slamming Seymour's hand into a burning waffle iron. Oh, it looks like Skinner then smacks smacks Seymour or uh, uh, Chalmers there up at the, uh, uh, with a fire below. Chalmers slams his head into the guest book, noticing that the Bradshaw stayed. Terry Bradshaw stayed at the bed and breakfast, but Seymour... Uh- Says it's not the one you're thinking of. The two men are fighting until uh, it looks like they're uh, they're worn out. The ends and shambles there, Steve. Oh boy, that was so, dumb. <laughs> that was fun. Okay. I liked it. Uh, so not wanting to give Chalmers the satisfaction of firing oh, him. Wait. Oh, sorry. I do like the uh, Terry Bradshaw. Oh yeah, joke. I, it, it was such a classic joke. Like, <laughs> but not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> so uh, it's just it's just kind of hilarious. I don't know. Yeah. Just a plumber from Indianapolis. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> or a, not... a, a writer from the fifth character, Sex in the City. <laughs> For now, because Samantha's out. Oh, that's right. So it's, uh, I never watched the show, but the characters are uh, Carrie. Uh-huh. Samantha's gone. Right. So now we just have Carrie, uh, Miranda. Sure. And uh, uh, Nightwing. Yep. She's one. And New York. That's it. Oh, okay. That's sex in the city and the city in the city. I always thought it was on sex. the city. I always thought it was sex with the city. Yes, it's sex with the city because New York's right there. And since it's the se- yeah, yeah. Ooh, with the new okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, not wanting to give Chalmers the satisfaction of firing him, Skinner declares that he quits mm. and he grabs a sports coat off the rack and storms off into his dented cutlass. Gary also grabs a sports coat and leaves the B&B, hitching a ride on a spaghetti truck. He rides into downtown Cincinnati, birthplace of Pete Rose's gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the uh, Duke Energy Center, EduCon is underway, welcoming all the non-teaching administrators. Skinner, meanwhile, is on the road back to Springfield when he hears the sounds of sirens. Well, 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 if it isn't the cuticle kid, you racing to give a many pity? <sighs> Just give me the ticket, Fenimore. License and my mother's registration. I like, uh, I forgot to say in the beginning of the cl- clip, the, the spaghetti truck. I like how it's like an old timey, like where you'd keep oil in, like an old oil yeah. truck. <laughs> just like just full of just cooked a, pasta. <laughs> vat of, yeah. And also that sign to the Cincinnati birthplace of Pete Rose's gambling problem uh, gave me a great chuckle. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And the clip was fun too. Hey, uh, so Seymour reaches in uh, to his jacket. 
to hand over uh, his ID. But uh, there's something different, Steve. That's not his ID. He sees some note cards. Oh, uh, it's Charmoyer's Gary's keynote speech. And then we cut to the auditorium where Gary is. Uh, he's on a five minutes, so he reaches into the jacket, checks to save those note cards in order. But when he finds a different set of uh, three by five note cards, Steve, and they're saying it says a uh, road trip conversation starters written by Seymour Skinner. Wow. <laughs> like how <laughs> the fact that Skinner would write written by Seymour yeah. Skinner. <laughs> it's a funny joke, but also like make sure the audience knows who, who it would be. You gotta cite your dumb. work. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so some of the uh conversation stars were uh favorite Seinfeld episode. All right, which one? It's gotta be the contest. Yeah, or the the yeah. Chinese restaurant. The Chinese. One. Uh, so it's so hard to say. I find Seinfeld today to be kind of unlikable as a person, mm-hmm. but I know I love the show so much. I need to go back revisit it. I think. Yeah, it's been too long. Is it because Jerry didn't want you on comedians with cars getting coffee? Just because, like, I didn't have a car, <laughs> like, jerk. Oh, and because I'm not a comedian. But you like coffee. I do like coffee a lot. I thought that would outweigh everything. Steve, you like coffee a latte. That's true. You can tell that joke to your mom. I'm talking to the listeners. Okay. (laughs) No, I can't. Uh, what are what other conversation stories we got? Uh, next we have: Would you rather be blind or deaf? Uh, I think oh, from, yeah, blind. Yeah, I, I think like TV. Blind. It's true, but I, I really like listening to music and I like podcasts, despite what mm-hmm. we make and call a podcast. Um, right, you, so yeah, you, can be, you, you can be blind. I'll be deaf. Alrighty. Does that make me Ellen Keller? Yeah, okay, I was gonna say, does that make and me uh, uh, Richard Pryor or uh, <laughs> Willy Wonka? <laughs> Uh, what else we got here? Is it Gary short for uh, Garibaldi? <laughs> we may find out soon. We have a little coastal town called Garibaldi. Although, they, don't, don't they call it Garibaldi Ger- in the show? I'll have to hear. Yeah, I think so. Then uh, do you go sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Now, I'll tell you what, though. The only time I go sock, shoe, sock, shoe is when I'm fast asleep on my Casper mattress. It's me snoring. Sock, uh-huh. shoe. Um, I've I think there's like satisfaction of like putting a sock and then a shoe on and be like I'm halfway there. <laughs> I, I it's 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 wild. I think that only crazies do that. I think oh no, go... I, I I I've done it sometimes, not like all the time. I, it's usually yeah. I mean, I'm always put socks on then shoes. But we have a mutual friend who goes sock shoe sock shoe. <laughs> I mean, it like all the time. Yeah, every time. That's funny. Really weird. <laughs> do you go? Uh, do you go shirt first or pants first? I go underpants, t-shirt, pants. No, I go underwear, socks, shirt, pants, over shirt, over shirt, over shirt. That's true. You are a layer person. Yeah. I usually go pants, sock, shirt, then underwear. Smart. Yeah. I'm Superman, Steve. Of course you are. No, the worst is uh, putting pants on after underwear and then socks. Like, what are you doing, man? Oh, yeah. Like who? No, no one puts their pants on before socks, right? Pants on before socks. Oh no, no. It's too hard to put socks on. With, yeah. with your no, pants no. on. I'm I'm usually just a shirt. Stand around for twenty minutes. That'll yeah. Put the rest on. <laughs> so not only you're Superman, but you're also Donald Duck. <laughs> this is usually at the bank too. Of course. The sperm bank. Hey yo. Gary takes off his jacket to look at the tag on the back. <laughs> this like this giant tag that says "Property of Seymour Skin- Skinner" stitched in there again, just uh, to put out the joke for us dummies. <laughs> yeah, 
It also, it is in line with what Skinner would do. Right. It's a nice oh. touch, too, because if you look at Chalmers, the shade of blue that his jacket is, is slightly lighter than the color yeah. that he's wearing. So it's a nice touch. Yeah, it is good. So that shows that they've, they switched coats, Steve. Uh, the MC then humbly introduces the Super Nintendo, saying that uh, it's, a, it's a one speech they can make or break a man's career. And now it's <laughs> such a moment. That just That's just a classic Simpsons line, I think. Yeah. Superintendent, get a boldy Chalmers. Um, <clears throat> well, it's an honor uh, to be here in uh, uh, Cleveland. It's Cincinnati! Look at the skyline! You just, you won't believe what's happened. I'm, 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 well, maybe you will. You've all got that one principle, that one that gets you into such ridiculous situations. Maybe even on the way here. Hmm, yes, quite. quite. <laughs> this guy Skinner, he, he screws everything up. He took my jacket and my speech. He left me with the useless garbage in his pockets. A mommy manicure kit, a, a VFW event calendar, a oh, yeah, B&B rewards card, <laughs> calico level, yeah. and conversation starters like, how can I make your job easier? He sounds like a good guy, you jackass. Well, I, I suppose he is. He's loyal and resourceful and, oh God, help me. I respect Seymour Skinner. In fact, I like him. Ditto, Gary. Uh, yeah, that's the end there. Sounds yeah. like they're playing the end of uh, Planes, Trains, wasn't it? Everywhere you go. Every, yeah, every time you go away. <laughs> every time. It sounded like it, but uh, I don't know if it actually was in this episode. I mean, right. They might have had like a little copyright. Little yeah. Hole. But it was kind of like that whole emotional thing where Dell's on the plane. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Or he's on, he's on the train. Home. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> In a really weird, like, I mean, I love the movie, but the ending with, like, when he sees his wife, it's just, like, all of a sudden, just, like, it's, like, porn vibes for some reason. It's, like, yeah. Uh, oh. Like, hey. <laughs> like, they're just going to bang. horny. <laughs> and then uh, 30 years later, he's banging Selena Gomez. And Martin Short. <laughs> they're not having sex on the show, Steve. I watch it. Oh, okay. We're referring to a TV show on Hulu? Yeah, Hulu, I think. Uh, Four Bangs in the Murder House. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Four bangs in the murder house. Only was, murders uh, in the apartment. only bangs in the murder house. Only only murders in the B with apartment twenty three. Yeah, something like that. They killed Kristen Ritter and John Vanderbeek. It's true. I mean James Vanderbeek. John Vanderbeek. <laughs> He's his dad. Yeah. Sounds like a character from uh, Red Dead Redemption. It does. Um, oh man, we gotta go to <laughs> old John Vanderbeek's estate. I'm John Vanderbeek. <laughs> I'm Arthur Morgan. And I'm John Marston. That was bad. I'm Dutch. We need money and time. All this and more on 60 Minutes. <laughs> I actually watched it if it was the Red Dead crew. Yep. Like an old timey watch that you find. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, then you go sell that fence for $5. Yep. Great way and uh, it would end at, with uh, who's the crazy guy uh, with the mustache? Uh, like the, your main guy, not Arthur Morgan, but your boss. Yeah, Dutch. Dutch. He can have like a little Andy Rooney thing at the end. Yeah. About how he needs more money because <laughs> of Tahiti. You ever notice <laughs> when you're out and riding the cowboys, you want to go to Tahiti? <sighs> uh, so. 
in the crowd, uh, the audience is uh, very affected by all this emotion, and the superintendents give their problem principals a hug. Uh, Skinner gives Carrie, Gary his uh, note cards and tells him that the to give the best speech of his life. But Gary responds that maybe, just maybe, he just did. But he then goes on to his original address, speaking of educational infrastructure, ability grouping versus blended learning. The uh, dry speech goes on, and we uh, cut to the near future, where once again, Skinner is watching over a certain spiky-haired boy who happens to be in detention yet again. Well, you did it, dude. How does it feel to get what you've always wanted? Chalmers loves Skinner! Bought a chili dinner! How many ways did Skinner try? One, two, three, four, five! It feels just like this. What a happy ending, Steve. That's right. So Skinner then properly high-fives a skeleton. Here it is. You gotta look at the elbow. <laughs> Next, if you look at the elbow, now you can stop listening. Yay! Even me? <laughs> even you. I had stopped like 20 minutes ago. I just uh, am saying words. I don't even know what I'm saying. So the theme to the WKRP in Cincinnati plays. And we see Skinner and Chalmers enjoying a bowl of chili with spaghetti at the uh, Skyline Chili. And the ca- credits roll. But as you may have noticed, what? the Simpsons were uh, mysteriously absent from all of this episode, basically. Except for that one spiky-haired boy. So uh, let's find out what they're doing. So guys, what have you been up to? Oh, went on a field trip to the fire station. But nobody told the firemen we were coming. Practiced my sax, went to school. Oh, we learned about Peru. I went to work. Lenny had a cold, so he wasn't there. Carl was there, though. Well, have I got a treat for you all. Tonight, we're going to see Improv Shakespeare. Washing machine! Out, damn stain, for there is a tide pod in the affairs of laundry. (laughs) Can you imagine Shakespeare using a tide pod? No. I like how Lisa's also annoyed with it going. It seems like something she'd want to do. Like she didn't she do improv? Yeah, she well, Homer did improv and she oh, supported right. him with it. But especially Shakespeare improv, she would she would love that. I love it when everyone hates Marge's ideas because no one likes <laughs> yeah. Marge. Poor Marge. Then the credits finally do roll. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we should, then uh, there's a fun like homage to WKRP in Cincinnati with that fuzzy white text uh, that, you know, it always show and it shows clips from the episode. And they even go back to the emotional turkey, which is a nice uh, callback to the wonderful uh, episode of WKRP in Cincinnati where they buy all the turkeys and they throw them out the building because they assume they could fly. <laughs> Steve, no one's seen WKRP in Cincinnati. But it's got the pervert from, uh, uh, from different strokes in it. Lonnie Anderson? The other pervert, Gordon Jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know why? Because uh, you can't stream it anywhere because of I legal know. issues. Because of all the music in it. It's yeah. Shame. I'm sure it's is it even on MeTV. Seems like it would be, but. Exactly. Probably because of the legal issues. Yeah. But like, I don't like even like more so than like Wonder Years or whatever. I don't care if they're playing Steve Miller or not. Like I can miss a journey clip. I just want to see the sitcom itself. They can just like dub over like Les Nessman hum- humming or something. All right. Well, let's see what uh, I'll see what they can do. Yeah. Get back to me. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back.
And we're back. Craig, let's uh, finish up our discussion of the road to Cincinnati. We'll talk about our things that made us laugh, uh, the things that we might want branded on our bodies or ourselves or our tattoos or our shirts. Uh, we'll talk about what may, what uh, our MDJ is, what we thought, and then we'll find out what we're watching next week. What do you say, Craig? I almost thought you were going to say what we laughed to, what we cried to. Should, I mean, we, should we start adding crying to maybe yeah. in the episode? We should admit if we've cried. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, the, the, the speech at the end there, it's a little emotional. Have you actually cried for in a Simpsons episode? I mean, I'm sure that probably maybe the first time I saw the the Mona. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking too. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, like like sweet saccharine type moments when like the Lisa on Ice at the end? That would've... that would be my next contender. I'd say uh, probably yeah. Um, I'm trying to think hmm. if there's another. Hmm. When Poochie died. <laughs> That was pretty sad. Um, nope, that was about it. Yeah, I think so. Wait, does uh, <laughs> when Santa's little helper dies, does he do that? I think we might have reviewed an episode where they almost died. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, when uh, Itchy and Scratchy die, it's pretty sad. Oh, yeah, that was sad. <laughs> what about when uh, Homer uh, had to throw away his sandwich? Oh, that sandwich. <laughs> or when he ate uh, Pinchy. That was sad. That was kind of sad. I don't think I cried, though. No. What about uh, Maggie and uh, Bobo? Is that a sad one? Not, I mean, no, it's, it's not. not really. All right. Enough anyway. of the sadness. Let's talk about uh, Cincinnati. All right. Let's uh, start off with uh, what do you want to put <sighs> on <laughs> the uh, merchandise? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the beginning, I want a, um, I don't know, a flag or a shirt, tattoo, anything. Just an image of Skinner grabbing a Chalmers uh, crotch. Nice. I like that. I was going to go similar to that and a tattoo because I never get a tattoo of uh, Skinner's hand inside of a skeletal pelvis. <laughs> similar. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it'll be a uh, here. Here's what we'll do. It'll be a glow in the dark shirt. Ooh. And so oh, at nighttime, yeah. uh, Chalmers turns into the skeleton. That's really good. Um, the other one I, I was going to say too, uh, the like a uh, since uh, welcome to Cincinnati shirt, uh, birth or birthplace of uh, Pete Rose's gambling problem. I think that'd also be a fun shirt. Yeah. Um, my final shirt though, and I think I'm going to go with is just going to be the one of Skinner and Tomer sitting on the porch, sipping on the elderberry wine. <laughs> and on kitten. top of it, it would just say friendship <laughs> with the cats. Yep. That's that's that sounds pleasant. Yeah, isn't it though? It is now. All righty. So now then. So now then. Uh, what made you go ha ha ha? You know, this is a, this is a fun episode. Uh, the whole scene with the biker or the cyclist was great. I, I loved when, you know, Skinner's doing uh, his uh, Chalmers. I think that was good. Uh, a lot of fun cartoon humor in this episode. And very much like, yeah, because like the old uh, Hope. I never watched the Bob Hope and Bean Crosby movies, but, you know, like, yeah, Von Villian, you know, type of like it, these two kind of characters always, you know, um, it's an old hit trip. Ugh. It's like us. Yeah. The, exactly. the odd couple, Steve. <laughs> it was that stuff. Uh, but <laughs> it has to go back to like my MVJ is an unknown man. Is it mine, too? <laughs> Probably. Um, I'll let you explain it. Uh, so for mine is towards the end when uh, <laughs> uh, Skinner's being described to by Chalmers and uh, he's like, he sounds like a good guy, jackass. Yeah. And also because he was also the same guy at the beginning, too, that said, uh, it's Cincinnati, jerk. <laughs> Look at the skyline. <laughs> well, that was a different audience. That was a different guy. Yeah. But still, it sounds like Andy Richter. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's that does i think that was my favorite j joke yeah but i also like the in this end scene too like with with the um the mc saying like this now this is kind of a speech that could make or break a man's career we'll find out right now 
Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, the whole improvised Shakespeare thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, for actors, um, I would say that Yeardley might be my MBJ, <laughs> just because she's clearly having so much fun with that role. But that um, was great. just uh, Skinner saying, your parents must be so proud. And then her just deadpan saying, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Skinner uh, getting annoyed, saying, you're the only ones having fun. That line is probably my line of the night, just because it, uh, it it's so true to uh, so many things in former uh, improv guy you exactly me all right well let's just get into it right all righty what do you think craig you know what i feel like this could have been an extended episode i think there could have been more I, I like this concept because we never really see aside from like maybe like 22 short films about springfield episodes that kind of focus on someone that's not in the simpsons family mm-hmm. like they they'll do episodes where they're a character but you know bart or lisa homer what have you <laughs> and the rest <laughs> simpsons <laughs> clan <laughs> uh professor marianne um yeah. you know will always be associated with that uh, uh springfield character i enjoy these kind of episodes I even said in the intro like when they do it on family guy i think it's a fun like kind of like fun departure from the main story like i know there's not really a main narrative in this show called the simpsons mm-hmm. but it's a fun like just it seems like a special right like oh this is just a fun little like, you okay you know like in in comic book terms like they have 12 issues a year plus an annual so like the 12 issues always kind of continue the story of whatever you know is building into this forever act two as a comic book is right right Whereas like the annual, they can do whatever they want to. They just have fun. Mm -hmm. And that's what this kind of feels like is an annual. Yeah, I I could see that. I love just the dynamic of Chalmers and and Skinner. And I feel like maybe this is also this episode was kind of written because the huge popularity of steamed hams became on like the Internet, like in the past few years. Mm -hmm. That's all anyone talks about. And we'd love it. But yeah. So maybe like, hey, let's I mean, they even put the steamed ham jokes in that and, you know, visual gag in here. So maybe that's what you know, it's, it's trying to work up on that. Do you think they were trying to do that? Like maybe that's a good point. Yeah. Like try to. A cash in on their own popularity yeah because especially at this time there were a lot of uh a lot of talk about the steamed ham as a meme and so yeah that would make sense that they would try and reignite that uh much like you would reignite your oven to make some steamed hams <laughs> like are they trying to make are they trying to make a memeable images in this episode i mean i can't really think of i'm sure uh, i'm sure someone smarter than us can come up with memes in this yeah it could have been a, a, an attempt made though yeah definitely yeah oh i forgot to mention i do like the end uh, wrap up of the actual Simpsons. Yeah, it was like th- th- they filmed an episode, but we didn't get to see it. Right. Like it would have been interesting. Like after this episode aired, they actually did show the events that Bart and Lisa. Yeah, so Carl was out sick at the plant. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that being said, uh, yeah, the show. Uh, I I enjoyed it. You know, it was just, that's what I'm saying. I very very fun fun stray away from uh trying to make a normal episode of the simpsons so mm-hmm. um uh, that being said let me give it a rating steve um did you know that uh cincinnati was settled in the year 1788 all right yeah so uh out of uh 1788 i'll give this uh a 1737 1737 that seems pretty good how about you steven well craig there are so many words to say about them, and here they are now. Like a kid who didn't write the book report. <laughs> uh, um, no, uh, I will say that two of my favorite movies of all time 
Judge me how you will. Or uh, Plane Trains and Automobiles, which we referenced several times, and Tommy Boy. And they both evoke that kind of, uh, like you talked about, the odd couple dynamic going on the road and all the bad things that happen. And, you know, throughout all of it, the one persevering thing is friendship. And, you know, ever since, uh, you know, season seven, 22 short films about Springfield, we've seen the dynamic of Skinner and Chalmers. And we've seen it kind of grow and ebb and flow. But it's always a fun thing because I think that Skinner is, you know, a lovable idiot who means well but you know always fails and Chalmers is such an interesting character because he is uh he's the one person in the Springfield universe who's kind of like grounded in reality a little bit mm. and so he's just kind of frustrated all the time and so that's why their dynamic works so well and you know this is a very ambitious episode to you know just not have your title characters in it hardly at all there's less than two minutes of uh, Simpsons screen time but I think it works you know it's uh the jokes are there I think Hannibal Burris did an, a serviceable job and I think that Jason Bateman's phone call recording was very nice and yeah the improv jokes the biking jokes they're all a lot of fun i guess my two issues are i thought it was weird the that uh wheelchair wheelchair bound army vets are natural enemies of cyclists i don't know it just seemed like a weird that one seemed clunky to me um but other than that most of the jokes felt good um yeah so i think it was a lot of fun i thought that the switch from like like jokes to uh action was fun the fight scene was a lot of fun watching the car the cutlass kind of get dented up and then have it call back the uh winterizing of cars is a fun runner so yeah i think it was pretty good um so there were uh, seven road two films with uh bill cosby and johnny hope um johnny, johnny so, hope i don't know so out of out of seven i'm gonna give this a five out of seven five out of seven sounds yeah. great all right I'm, I'm hoping they kind of maybe come back and do this kind of story again would you like to see the further adventures of uh skinner and chalmers or would you like to see a different character that's pairing? you know what if they did that for like disney plus like specials i know they do like the shorts but what if they did like oh yeah uh, like a 45 minute animated like uh, adventures of springfield people I, I keep saying i want a, a spinoff like that but like just a special yeah i don't know yeah i think that'd be fun yeah who would another character like uh mo and barney those oh, would no, be... Le lenny and carl duh yeah lenny and carl would be fun that would I'd be... even go for a patty and selma episode huh that'd be good oh maybe they should do like uh baby's day out <laughs> and ling ling does baby's day out yeah because there's no other <laughs> baby, in baby who could do that <laughs> and who's already done it before in an episode <laughs> yeah I think even before that movie came out <laughs> um <laughs> all right steve that was fun talking was about fun. cincinnati and a lot of talk about spaghetti yeah cincinnati makes, style yeah makes me want to either go to ohio or the olive garden which i think is the only restaurants in ohio yeah either way we're family all right well steve it's uh i know we have the wheel random back for a couple weeks but looking at the calendar and it's it's christmas time steve i felt I feel that like, nip in the air yeah i just feel like we should probably do a christmas episode from the simpsons it's the season right it, it is this season as they say all right well i'm gonna pull an audible and okay. I'm, I'm gonna pick it um okay much like your nose, I'm going to pick it. Pick so, your friend's nose, but yeah. <laughs> you can't pull their wet G's out. What? No. With, with uh, their teeth. Yeah. Okay. So let's go with uh, season 17, episode nine. It's uh, titled Simpsons Christmas Stories, because I know how much you love doing anthology episodes and writing the notes up for those. Oh, yay. That's my Christmas <laughs> present to you. Gee, thanks. More yeah. work. Always <laughs> fun to do. <laughs> That's what you want to do during Christmas time is work. Yes. Shut myself off from everybody else. <laughs> 
and stare at a laptop while I uh, watch a cartoon. But it's at least Christmas themed. That is true. All right. Well, Steve uh, originally aired December 18th, 2005. Whoa. Written by Don Payne and directed by Stephen D. Moore. Steve, uh, what are our stories about? Uh, so we have one where the Simpsons reenact the nativity, a World War II tale starring Grandpa, Burns, and Santa Claus. And then we have a musical feature, uh, The Nutcracker Suite. Everyone loves a nutcracker. Sweet. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what else is sweet is uh, contacting us on social media like Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter at 138Simpsons. <laughs> and you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, go to your favorite podcatching app. Leave us five stars or the equivalent thereof. But you don't need to write a real review. Just tell us how you like your chili. All right. For this week, I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And remember, Jason Bateman, your boyish charisma was made for the low-res seat back. And elder wine might be sweet, but nothing as sweet as your words. Well, that couldn't have gone worse.